and welcome to the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. I'm here joined today with none other than fan favorite Ian Dixon and Kyle the Cat, and we are welcoming everybody to a happy new year. Happy new year, Ian. Happy new year. Right. We're in 2023. We are. Do you have any big plans for 2023? Uh, <clears throat> not at the moment. No, not a single plan. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're just aiming to, to not die. Yeah, one day at a time here. Yeah, like, I'm not even sure. Well, I kind of have plans for 2023. I guess yeah. we'll discuss them a bit later, but um, nothing anybody hasn't heard already. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, I'm, I try to stay consistent mm -hmm. with my life, and um, that consistency is going to start with we got to do more Scott casts. I mean, this has been... Since October, we've released a Scott cast. Has it been that long? Goddamn. Yeah, the last one was Trickahulia. Wow. Because I didn't, I didn't publish the last one we recorded just mm. before. Yeah. Um, you know, I just didn't get around to it. Sorry, Joe. By the way, we have we have a new listener from Nebraska. Nice. None other than my brother-in-law, Joe Roach. Hello, Joe. Congratulations. Welcome to the fold. Yeah. Happy to have you. So we're up to a, a full baker's dozen now. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're going to send on our all our uh, uh, advertising sales pitches. <laughs> we have a full baker's dozen available to advertise to. Yeah. You know, get your athletic greens. <laughs> I mean, come on, athletic greens, like only one or two of that baker's dozen has you. That's a... That's that could be a cool eleven hundred dollars a month mm -hmm. if I if we convert everybody. Yeah. Um, and how much is that per year? Eleven hundred times twelve. Like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like a hundred forty four thousand, hundred thirty four thousand. That's all pure profit. I know. Mm -hmm. So um, welcome, Joe Roach. He's got a very special function, I think, for the Scott Cast audience. Okay. Um, and that function is like I think. Joe, if you're listening, which I know you are, you should take charge in like listening to the episodes first. And if it's something that you're like, okay, I guess the rest of the family can hear it, <laughs> <laughs> which is not going to be often, mm -hmm. but uh, you can go ahead and give them um, the Joe stamp of approval. Okay. You know, so uh, that, that he, you'll be in charge of our Nebraska contingent for our audience. Nice. So uh, congratulations, Joe. You've been promoted immediately. <laughs> <laughs> right? From listener to... Censor? Uh, censor. Kind of? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Please. Because uh, we can't censor ourselves. <laughs> We've tried. Yeah. Like, uh, I think I've tried to go without cussing mm -hmm. on, on this podcast like 30 times. And every time I, I fail within five minutes. So, uh, thank you, Joe, for, for your continued support <laughs> and, uh, your continued work as a censor. Um, so I just came back from Argentina. Mm -hmm. Big deal, right? Part of the reason we haven't potted. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> like I tried to get a podcast going like across international waters, but it's, it was hard to navigate the time zone changes yeah. and, and just, uh, our energy flow was a little bit different. You were dealing with the, the worst winter weather michigan has seen since since the great cold of 2012 remember that say so you do yep <laughs> since the great cold 
And uh, and I was just baking alive in in like ninety hundred degree heat. Yeah, you know, hanging out with a babe. <laughs> <laughs> Just completely different vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, I came from Argentina, and uh, the first thing I think we need to get covered, uh, and we need to handle, is I brought us uh, an Argentinian drink, and we're going to do one of our patented Scott Cast taste tests Nice on this particular Argentinian drink. Uh, this drink is called uh, Viajero. And uh, it's served in the bottoms of two liters, <laughs> Coca-Cola two liters. And it consists of 30% uh, Fernet Branca and 70% uh, Coca-Cola with ice. Mm-hmm. So um, this was a, world, a favorite during the World Cup. Everyone would have one of these wandering the streets, committing all sorts of felonies, whatever the crime of stealing uh, ambulances. <laughs> And uh, they would they were drinking straight from these. So hopefully we'll have a riotous podcast. And I want to get your first impression. All right. On, on a Fernet Viajero uh, right here. So let's go. Let's have a sip. Mm. Hmm. Kind of medicinal. <laughs> That's the first thing everyone always says. <laughs> it reminds me of the dentist for some reason. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you. All sorts of all sorts of <laughs> That's exactly what I said to Julia yeah. when she got me my first fernet at uh, a place called Mamitas. It was kind of it's kind of like a a, a more populated dive bar similar to Whiskey in the Jar hmm. here in Hamtramck, just full of all sorts of... Is that like Little Mamas? Um, apparently, <laughs> it seems like Little Mamas, but it's really Big Mamas. <laughs> okay. It's like, but you know, you're, you're nice to mom, right? So, <laughs> so Mamita is really, says it's more about Big Mamas. And like, uh, she was telling me like a story about the owner of that bar. He's kind of like a... He's a bit like Fat Bastard from the Mm. um, Austin Powers series. Like, there's this documentary out there where they interview him, and he's just in bed, like, naked, eating meat. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, like, getting all over his body. And, like, Mm -hmm. there's, like, ladies, I think, attending to him the whole time. And, yeah, he's, he's he's not exactly a savory fellow as much as he might like savory things. But, um... That's the owner of Mamita's. And she took me to that, like, uh, one of our first nights out. Mm-hmm. And um, we're coming back from dinner, and she was just thinking of herself, like, uh, um, what's a what's a place I could take Scott after dinner and for a drink? <laughs> and, and she was like, oh, Mamita's. And, like, on her way to Mamita's, like, she asked for directions from, like, a couple people. And every single one of them was like, you're taking the gringo to Mamita's? <laughs> <laughs> Like, what is wrong with you? Oh, my God. Good luck, sir. <laughs> kind of situation. But um, we got there, and we were the only people there. Nice. Because it was like 9 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Nine or, so that's like people aren't even thinking about going to the bar uh, that early in the night. Right. Um, all the chairs were all were still like up from the previous night before. But uh, we got my I got my first Fernet at Mamita's. It's a, apparently a, a, a huge accomplishment. And uh, and I survived. 
because I had my bodyguard with me. <laughs> uh, Julia. Um, so yeah, man. So do you like have a keep keep have a few more drinks because I want to know how it wears on you. Because for yeah. me, like before uh, I even finished my first uh, Fernet, like the dentist feeling somewhat wore off or I just started liking the dentist feeling. And I uh, just enjoyed myself, maybe because it reminded me of being anesthetized. Yeah, a little bit. It's uh, like the first thing I got on the nose was mint, but it's like not really mint. It's like a menthol kind of thing. Like a mint menthol, um, boozy. It's 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 a- very booze forward booze forward it's yeah. like you're drinking booze it, it's it has the feel of like fluoride when you rinse with fluoride i bet it's i bet it has fluoride in it, it I, bet it's, I bet it's good for you <laughs> <clears throat> like uh it's 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 got that argentinian um tooth feel to it like uh let's see it's called fernet branca um uh and i don't i really can't read this there's like just enough sweetness from the coke that it's not like super unpleasant yeah uh when i got back from argentina and like i went to a couple bars i asked if they had fernet and there was like a there there was one bar that that had it but they served it just with ice Hmm. uh, and in a glass and i was like what This, this is not what i'm used to um and so I go to the ghost light later mm-hmm. and I ask them about Fernet. And I'm like, what's the deal with Fernet? Is it around here a lot? Uh, do people drink it a lot? And the bartender was like, oh, yeah. Uh, it used to be like there's this trend that everybody would start drinking Fernet. And, uh, and like that happened like two, three years ago with all the hipsters. Mm. But, you know, they did it wrong. They just have Fernet straight on ice, mm. you know, because they're idiots. Yeah. But, um, Apparently, apparently, uh, because it's the hipsters, like this little bottle I have, which is about four servings of Fernet, Mm -hmm. um, is 20 bucks. Mm. Whereas in Argentina, it's like, like, I don't know, maybe it's two meal, uh, 2000 pesos, which is like six bucks, Mm -hmm. six, seven bucks, no, six, five bucks at this point. But, um... Like, the most expensive thing I did there was I put on uh, Argentinian Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, because like, I'm Thanksgiving here. Because I was like, you know what? I, I want to try Thanksgiving. I want to try that. And, like, Julia was showing me around to all her friends. And, and all her friends were, like, cool, sweet, nice people. And I was like, you know what? Let's get them all together a random Thursday night, eat a bunch of food, and drink. And it'll be great. And so, like, I got, like, I got, like, asado, which is, like, this delicious grilled meat uh, for everybody. Uh, and there was, like, maybe six, seven, eight people. Uh, and, like, more food than any of us could eat. Mm-hmm. We had, like, six bottles of wine available. And the whole night cost me, like, like 60 bucks. Nice. Right? And, like, and like that was expensive there. It was like it was crazy expensive. It was like like uh, like Julio was like looking at me like, are you are you sure are you sure you want to do this? And I was like, and I'm used to the Argentinian peso by now. And I was like, yeah, let's just do it. Let's just do it. But like if it was happening here, and I and like I could create like a feast for like eight people for sixty bucks. God damn. Whole like 
it co- it would cost us sixty bucks. Two people, yeah, yeah, to just go to a restaurant, <laughs> yeah, and like not drink, <laughs> you know, and like we had plenty to drink. Apparently, by the end of the night, um, they were teaching me how to twerk, <laughs> which I have not retained any information on mm-hmm. how to do it or uh, the experience of learning it. <laughs> but apparently, I did good. Apparently, I did good. I didn't think you could twerk with my frame. Yeah, you know, but. You know, let's let's next time I go to Argentina, I'm gonna bring you, and and we're gonna learn to twerk together. And this time we're gonna remember it, mm-hmm. and we'll post that on the Scott Cast channel. <laughs> Get the real followers, Joe. Uh, how do you think that would be with my family? <laughs> uh, email in. Um, what else is there? What else is there? While you were gone, we kind of f- fixed up your apartment so that it's like on par with the Norwegian prison. That's true. That's true. Like, and while I was gone, <laughs> Bronwyn uh, uh, and, and Ian, like you guys were watching Kyle, who was being very, who, who's still a little mad at me, I think. And um, he was a very good boy. He was a very good boy for you guys. I'm glad that yeah. was the case. But like, um, I felt bad, like, because like I extended the trip like three times. Mm-hmm. Um and I like I know you guys were watching Kyle and like you didn't you didn't ask for any money. I just left some booze on the counter and called it a day. But like I kept extending the trip, extending the trip. And so like I was like, Brian, what do you you do house today? Like what do you charge? What's your thing? And and I put a couple dollars her way and I was like, Okay, that's fine, I guess. Uh and, but like she spent it all on me. <laughs> <laughs> like she like I don't know, like I, I got this end table now, I've got lamps. I've got a, I've got a little a, I don't know is that a it's, it's a sheet that goes over a table what do they call that I don't know I mean that was kind of for the the holiday decor I think right but it's staying up <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, she organized my books mm-hmm. not only alphabetically but by like genre mm-hmm. like I know it's all the classic authors are one place. Uh, the ph- philosophy is one place. Tolkien's one place. Dinosaurs are another place. That's like all my genres. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, Bronwyn did an excellent job. If, if Bronwyn's listening, and I know she is. Uh, thank you. Public public applause. We need to get Bronwyn on someday, dude. Don't you think? Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't. She's pretty shy. It's unfounded yeah. to be shy on Scott Cast. <laughs> you know, she'll always have Joe <laughs> guarding yeah. the, the podcast from getting to more ears in Nebraska at the very least. She'll have she'll have Julia guarding it from getting to more places in Argentina. And uh, as far as Detroiters go, it's like, you know, it's just free advertising for, for her makeup services. Hmm. You know, maybe if we let her do our makeup, and post that on uh, on the social meds, yeah. Like promoting the episode. Do you think she would? She would like be like, you know what? It's business. Like I'll go on. I don't think she's very business minded. <laughs> she's, I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, maybe she should be. You know, yeah. it's a new economy. Uh, we're we're all uh, tightening our belts here, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, a free promotion is basically free money. You know, and how can you say no to that these days when eggs cost $50? <laughs> God's sake. You can get you can get a dozen eggs or a bottle of Fernet 
mm-hmm. for the same price. <laughs> um, but yeah, I actually got to meet Julia. Mm-hmm. It, it was great. Like I, like I was nervous as hell getting off the plane and like standing in front of like the airport in Isaiza. Um, cause I, we never met in person before. We've only been talking and, and spoiler alert, you know, surprise, I guess. Uh, I wasn't going there for <laughs> business reasons. <laughs> I wasn't trying to scout locations for zombies. I tried, but I wasn't, that wasn't the primary reason. I, I went there to, to meet Julia, mm-hmm. you know, after a long time talking with her. And, uh, when we first saw each other, I think we both had the same thought in our mind. It was like, oh, thank God this person looks like I thought they would. <laughs> it was great. It was like it was great meeting her. She's like she's got a strong personality, uh, a strong like force of will. She's incredibly artistic and like uh and like all her friends are really sweet people and you can kind of tell mm-hmm. about a person when like all their friends have have like this this kindness about them and like uh we're trying to we're trying to do the long distance thing now. Mm-hmm. You know? It's about as long distance as it can get. Yeah. You know, without dating an Australian. <laughs> But uh, we're we're giving it a shot, so I'm excited for that. Yeah, that's great. Why it's not? Good you didn't get uh, catfished by Mamita. I didn't get cat- catfished <laughs> by a Mamita, but you know, if they gave me Fernet, maybe it wouldn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Listen here, fuckface. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna drink this. <laughs> You're gonna like it. <laughs> You're gonna like Argentina. <laughs> but uh, so it was good. I went to one of her art shows, which was a very different experience than I had in mind mm-hmm. uh, when when I heard of the idea of an art show. Um, you know, what do you think of when you think of an art show? You think like... Like a gallery, there's cheese. stuff on the wall, yeah, little hors d'oeuvres and wine samples. So... Uh, at Julia's art show, mm-hmm. uh, there was like a dedicated space where you could you could see like the video she has done for for um, this party that she puts on, and, and and you can see like all the different like posters she made and stuff. And, and but but the most of it uh, was a celebration of the party itself, which it's called faggot party. Okay. <laughs> You know, that's what it's called. I'm mm-hmm. not putting that label on it. It it features prominently like these Dragulas, I like to call them, mm-hmm. which is a lot like uh, Bronwyn's favorite show, mm-hmm. uh, America's Next Top Dragula. <laughs> <laughs> right. The Boulay Brothers. The Boulay Brothers. And um, it's just this, like there's these like nine foot, 10 foot tall uh people in drag and these insane costumes with like the prosthetic teeth and and like things like appearing to go through their skin like like all the way and all that stuff and like i bet it would have been a scary sight for me but like the first time i saw these people in person like julia was bringing me to the back dressing room and and they were like oh julia <laughs> hi <laughs> It was like, it was like seeing Pinhead, like, you know, with that voice, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So like, like there was like no fear and like everyone was just kind and sweet and stuff like that. And, uh, it was an interesting time. It was a cool time. It was like, um, uh, it was crazy to be like 
in a situation where you're in a completely different country mm-hmm. on a different side of the globe and in a place where you would never go even like in your own city but you feel completely safe you feel you feel outside of it but but you also feel within it mm-hmm. and and it's I don't want to say it's experiencing a culture as much as it's like experiencing like 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 it was just being led into like someone else's life, you know. And like that to me is like kind of what like the trip was all about. And like it was kind of weird because everybody was asking me, "Oh, what's your favorite part of Argentina?" And I was like, "Well, Julia." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously. <laughs> but that's 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 kind of like uh that's kind of like how how it was. Julia had a birthday while we were there, and she had this party on like top of a roof, like uh, at her friend's apartment. I got I got to meeting another one of her friends, a, a guy called uh, Augustin. Augustin. Uh, uh, I don't know how to say <laughs> Spanish names very well, but um, and he was a cool guy, and like uh, we got to talking, and. One of the questions he asked me was like, "What are your favorite like, like words, new words in in Spanish mm. that you've been hearing around?" Mm-hmm. And like, there's a lot of like cool like Argentinian slang words like uh, "boludo," which is like it's like "hey asshole," but like really friendly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but there's this one swear word that really captured my imagination. Like I, I like I heard it once, and I heard it explained to me. I heard it explained to me a hundred times, and and it's just, it always makes me happy. Mm-hmm. And uh, here's here it is, in Julia's own voice. La concha de la lora. La concha de la lora. And you know what that means? No. The pussy of a parrot. Nice. <laughs> People just shout that. <laughs> <laughs> like, you stop your toe, la concha de la lora. It's like, it's, it's, it's like a perfectly absurd thing to just yell. And everybody yells it. And by the way, parrots don't have pussies. They have cloacas. That's true. Because they're related to dinosaurs. Really putting Joe to work right away here. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like, are you going to tell my mom uh, that I believe in evolution? (laughs) Wow, that's a... (laughs) That's a big one. And also, how are are we going to bring that about? Oh, yeah, uh, parrot pussies. (laughs) So I was thinking, between you and me, and yeah, and our small audience here that we have, something we should do mm-hmm. uh, for the sake of enriching our culture mm-hmm. is I would love to bring la concha de la lora to the states. Yeah, like it's so much lighter and less violent than like motherfucker or or like you little bitch. You know, you know, stuff like that, all the yeah. slurs we have. Mm-hmm. It's like, who does this offend? La concha de la lora. Besides ornithologists. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, it's it's just a perfect, it's, it's, it's a perfect cuss. And, you know, of course, we can't, uh, you can really bring the Spanish version here because everyone will be mm-hmm. like, oh, what's that mean? Uh, I don't know right. how to say it. We don't really quite have the R's yeah. that they have. Um, so I was like thinking, you know what? Let's just translate it directly and and just start using that. So I'm going to start using that on the cast. 
uh, I liked it. Parents. It's uh, it's got that alliteration to it. That's nice. Yeah, parrot pussy. Yeah. Um. So so yeah, like feel free to use parrot pussy yourself. Okay. Uh, try it on. Parrot pussy. See, doesn't that feel good? <laughs> it's like you know, parrot pussy. Oh, God, that does feel good. Parrot pussy feels so good. What do you well? <laughs> <laughs> this is a serious investigation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no wonder you're extinct. Um, so we're gonna try that. We're gonna try bringing bringing parrot pussy to the states and and making it making it our own. Yeah, you know, and like I want it known that if like in five years we see a Tom Cruise movie. And like he's driving, chasing after a guy, like a dump truck, like intersects his path. And like he has to like stop and he just slams the wheel and it's like, parrot pussy. <laughs> that was us. <laughs> we brought that shit here, you know, by way of Julia. And she can have a little bit of her own mm-hmm. credit. And like we'll start filing for copyright claims, yeah, stuff like that. The hipsters are going to ruin it the same way they ruined Fernet. They're going to ruin it. We're bringing back the good Fernet, though. We've got the Viajeros. <laughs> we got our two-liter chopped in half. I had to, I literally had to, like, dump out a <laughs> two liters of Coca-Cola just to make this happen. <laughs> well, you know. That's fine. I don't need Coke. Yeah. I don't need Coke in my life. What other, like, a couple more things just about Argentina, I feel like, uh, Bear mentioned. I, I, I did meet at the same party you and David's doppelgangers. Really? I met an Ian and a David mm. that at first glance, you're like, oh, these people are nothing like Ian and David. Right. But like, as I talk to them more and more, they are exactly like you guys. Just, just, just gay Argentinians. Yeah. And uh, like Ian is, is like this, the super shy, but like kind of, kind of, kind of intelligent, smart guy mm-hmm. who's kind of got his own weird style about him. Mm-hmm. And like everything, and David is this very talkative, like um, funny, somewhat proud of himself individual. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to get a podcast done with them. I really wanted them to come to like Julia's apartment, just record like even just a half hour and putting it on Skycast. It didn't come to light. I don't think they were. I don't think they knew I was being dead serious <laughs> <laughs> yeah. about it. Um, but I, I really was. And, uh, next time I go to Argentina, which I'm planning on doing this year within a few months, hopefully I'm going to make sure that happens. And I want to use this podcast as definitive proof that eventually we will have a weird doppelganger Ian David episode. (laughs) I'm actually excited about that. Yeah. You want to know what, uh, Argentinians like? I want to know what black lodge ian is all about i do too actually <laughs> uh he he's a very perplexing seeming fellow he's got like he's got this physicality about him that's incredibly unique like if i saw just a silhouette walking down the street and mm-hmm. it was this it, it was this black mirror argentinian ian mm-hmm. argentinian argentinian yeah yeah um i'd, I'd recognize him i'd mm-hmm. recognize him 100 percent It gets better as you go. It does. I'm telling you. <laughs> it's like you, you'll want another one and yeah. another one. And like, uh, 
that night that um, you'd think it'd get watered down with the ice, but it like thickens up somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not investigate that too much. <laughs> Let's not think of that in a health sense. <laughs> Let's just enjoy it. Um, and yeah, it does. It, like, I think the water might like be kind of like with whiskey. You put a little yeah. water in it and like it brings flavor, the flavors out. Yeah. It blooms a little bit. Yep. You know, I bet that's the case. I mean, it is. It's almost 40%. Uh, bitters. Um, it's basically, it's, it's basically just pure flavor. So it just works out, works out for the best. Here's the thing. I was very vegetarian. Yeah. Before I got to Argentina, barely ever ate meat, like maybe once in a blue moon. But like when you get there, you're, you're not going to be vegan because like, if you if you're eating not meat, you're just eating cheese. <laughs> yep. So the, the vegan thing's kind of out, but um, but you know also when I got there and like I started eating the meat and it was just like everything was just so so good, it was just delicious. It was it was like all perfectly prepared and it was like every time mm-hmm. it was just good. Uh, it's like here you would you know if you go to somebody's house and like they know how to make something then you'd have it really good and stuff but there it's just like without fail everything's everything's delicious and i went to one of julia's friends asado cookouts which is mm-hmm. just you know we're on a we're outside and they're cooking meats of all sorts they got uh they got uh, the beef like a rack of beef they got the like the ribs they got uh, like these chorizo sausages i was eating everything that this guy was giving me and like it was all like perfect melt in your mouth uh like like butter delicious meat and we get to this thing that's like this black looking sausage mm-hmm. and uh julia's like and tom her roommate was just like oh no, no no don't don't say anything i didn't really catch that but like i eat it and it's like a weird it's a weird flavor I've never had before. It's mm-hmm. like the the sausage; it doesn't really hold together. Um, and it was fine. It was mm-hmm. it was it was good. It wasn't as good as the rest. And it, it wasn't until like a couple of days later that Julia was like, "You were eating horse." <laughs> I'm like, "What?" <laughs> it's like this kind of like blood sausage, I guess. And like, mm-hmm. uh, wow, did not expect to be eating horse. What are you gonna do? Well, blood sausages is usually like the organ meat, isn't it? Horse organs? Yeah. Okay. It's so like, who would know if it was a horse or if it was a pig or a cow or whatever? Right. But apparently it was very specifically horse. Well, I mean. <laughs> would you eat a horse? Yeah. Yeah? Just easily? I mean, not uh, not like. By choice? If I had options, it wouldn't be my first choice, but I would mm-hmm. eat a horse. Yeah. Right. Why are we like prioritizing Certain, certain animals, animals over yeah. oh, would you eat a cat in the right circumstances yeah oh wow i'm gonna delete that for you <laughs> just for you <laughs> just in case brian listens. <laughs> like it caught me a little bit by surprise but i, I yeah. kind of had the same reaction where it was just like she told me that and i was like man mm-hmm. it is what it is yeah it's like animals are animals what are you gonna do uh b news by the way b news Big news. 
So just real quick, little little break from Argentina news, but B news. Uh, a flurry of, of of reports came in on uh, my old uh, B news aggregating source. Yeah, um, I sent a couple thoughts to you about it. Apparently, bees are a lot smarter than uh, they would let you believe. Mm-hmm. Like bees will not fly unless they have there's perfect conditions. They're very sensitive to that. Mm-hmm. Like I saw this one video where like they don't fly when they can't see, mm-hmm. which means they don't fly at night. Bunch of bees flying in like a plastic kind of box that's holding them in, and like inside like a fluorescent lighted laboratory. They're flying around, flying around, buzzing, 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 you know. And then they turn off the lights and they all go down on the floor. Mm-hmm. They're like, fuck that. Done. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's also scientists. I don't know why they're doing so much looking into this, but they're finding things. So I guess that's why. Yeah. But uh, like they gave bees little toys, mm-hmm. little toy balls and stuff like that. And the bees started playing games with them. Started like fooling around with the balls, playing with them recreationally, mm-hmm. and like these are insects we're talking about. Yeah, and they and they're having this uh, a kind of consciousness that we've uh, never given them before, um, which I feel has implications a lot for like conservation and stuff like that. But even more so, and more importantly, mm-hmm. for our film zombies. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like uh, how how do you think we should put this information into our movie? I think definitely. Uh... We need to have a bee expert, and I think it's Quint. Quint. Well, yeah, White Claw Gabe. <laughs> yeah. Well, too bad. You don't have a horse cock. Well, I should have played that so earlier. He's going to let us know, like, you know, try going out at night. You can get a jump on them. Uh, do X, Y, Z, you know? In the rain, you're probably safe. Um, he's he's going to know about their habits. Right. Um, Threw a ball at him. So... <laughs> So that'll give our characters some advantages, um, but of course we'll find ways to sabotage them because uh, that's what makes it fun. Yeah, I mean, I think that 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 intelligence and that consciousness lends some some levity to the character of the zombie. It does, you know. They play around. They. It's not just a mindless murderer. It's like calculating. That's right. extra scary. Yeah. It's it's basically it's basically just a human bee mm-hmm. that that we're going to be dealing with, and uh, the adding in the bee most importantly doesn't dumb down the intelligence. Like yeah, we're basing it on zombies, uh, which are like a form of human that like you know is generally devoid of the critical thinking, mm-hmm. and for some reason that induces cannibalism in our popular lore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's what's stopping us. It's like. <laughs> I could eat you right now, Ian. <laughs> but I'm a thinking man. Yeah. And I decided with my thinking, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but um but yeah, man, I think I think that's that's an important thing. And considering like something I noticed about Julia mm-hmm. and all her friends being like intensely creative individuals and the fact that the first time I met Julia, I was really pushing hard that we were making a movie called Zombies. Yeah. We need to make this movie called Zombies. Yeah. For the sake of my relationship now. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's 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 a done deal. Yeah. We have to do it. 
Um, and with that said, like, and all the projects I'm doing, stuff like that, like my hands are tied. Mm-hmm. I think, I think you need to be the director, man. I mean, you know, uh, this sort of came up for me like yesterday, actually. Really? Uh, it was a full moon last night. Ooh. And, uh, I guess it's probably the first full moon of the new year. Yeah. From yeah, the I mean, lunar, like, lunar calendar. It's been four days. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so, Brian was like, oh, we should pull tarot. You know, I was like, yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> all right. Yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> so, I did that. And, it, like, all my cards kind of came up the same. And they were like, you know, follow your passions. And, yeah. You're uh, focusing on blah, 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 but you should be following your heart and doing, you know, art. And and I was like, well. It can't be a coincidence that I, I wanted to put all the work on zombies on your shoulders. for zombies. And, uh, I think that's where it's going. Yeah. Like, because I was thinking, yeah. like, with me under the, under the realm mm-hmm. of, like, the person leading this project, so on and so forth, nothing's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I'm not a good leader, at least in this sense, you know, like I'm not a good producer, film producer. My heart mm-hmm. maybe isn't in it as much as it should be. I want to be involved in it as much as I can, but I, I need a boss. Mm-hmm. I need someone to crack the whip. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, I think that's you, man. I think you need to, I think this needs to be Ian Dixon's zombies. Mm-hmm. It, it helps that you came up with the concept in the first place. True. <laughs> I came across some uh, B news too. Uh, uh-huh. It's not as critical to, like, the film. Uh, But uh, the USDA recently uh, approved a vaccine for bees. Because apparently, like, a third of... Like, people allergic to bees? No, for for bees. The bees... Like, a a third of the bees that are producing honey are, like, succumbing to this, like, bacterial parasite. I think it's a parasite. Um... But they they developed a vaccine for it, and the USDA was like, "Yes, do that." And so they, we all know like what mass vaccines are, are like. We're allowed. I was to like, like, "How do you, vac- to, you how do you vaccinate bees?" Well, you're gonna have to give them a Dunkin' Donuts gift card. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, you just uh, you just need to affect the queen. So into the royal jelly, they're like. Uh, I don't know if it's injecting is the right word, but uh, they're putting a chemical into the royal jelly that uh, makes... So the queen eats the jelly. She produces... uh, What's... Larva? Not eggs. Larva. That's the word. Oh, cool. The larva will be immune to this parasite that's been devastating the hives of the honeybees. Oh, okay. All right. So, uh, like, we can't really help the current generation, but, like, we can, yeah. we can help out the next like generation. Like, all, all the drones are, like, just whatever. But the queen, if you save the queen, you save the hive. You know, maybe that Zombies 2 is, like, yeah. that the queen bee gets a, gets a vaccine against pussy bombs. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was thinking, like... It's that's really hard to work into the plot of zombies, um, but potentially for a sequel. Um, I guess the way the parasite works is like 
the larva just kind of melt into like a brown goo and there's like a pretty rancid smell. That's how you know when the hive's been infected. Um, so the queen may be like immune, but uh, maybe again for the sequel, uh, the queen's progeny produce honey that would instead uh, melt people who consume the honey into the brown goo. Ooh, all right. That's takes a while to get there, because, but well, once it's there. That's how the that's how the vaccines work. You gotta put the bacteria into the thing and then it becomes immune but then what consumes that is not necessarily immune oh people gonna melt bitch it's gonna be a melt movie that sounds like a a good continuation without like rehashing the same plot yeah and b like we just have to explain a bunch of science ahead of (laughs) do we really need to do we just how about we just melt a guy (laughs) that will be enough to hook someone (laughs) Like, you know, because we got we got melt technology. And the thing is, is like for our first zombies, our practical effects are going to have to be, you know, as whatever we could scrounge up for, yeah. before our second one. We're going to have proof of concept already with like the millions of dollars in sales, mm-hmm. you know, in the United States. And then and then like the millions of people watching it in Argentina. Right. <laughs> uh, piracy. Anyway. <laughs> but um, we will be able to have proof of concept. We've already done a body melt video. And we have done a... You know what? That's true. That's the only real special effect we've ever done. <laughs> and uh, and we do have a critical acclaim on that one. Uh, the We're talking, of course, about... The, the street f- trash guy liked it. Exactly. More than just the street <laughs> trash guy. Like, we did a Ian's Cult Kitchen based on street trash, kind of as a tribute. And uh, Ian made a little cocktail, when he, which he drank. And, and we produced... A little film where where he melted, we melted crayons was your idea, mm-hmm. um, over over like a dollar store skull. Yep, and uh, and I gotta say that that was like the best part of like the best <laughs> split second of that <laughs> <laughs> of that film, and like uh, we got we got praise from was it the director. I don't remember the director or one of the producers, I think. I know like like several of uh, several people, people involved associated with the film, yes. With Street Trash. I'm gonna look it up. But like several people associated with that film actually found it separately mm-hmm. and, and commented, which might be like us in thirty years. <laughs> we're looking for we're just looking for any zombies content. <laughs> yeah. Did anybody watch this? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we we have experience with the melting. Yeah. And uh critical acclaim. So, I don't know, either we either we change that script uh the first one we got where that's like kind of like what we're dealing with or 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 we make that the sequel. Either way, it's up to Ian Dixon. Yeah. Because today's main B news is he is now the director, lead executive producer Mr. Head Honcho of Zombies. That's right. Big news. Big news. Big news. Big news. This is Buster. <laughs> now, every time you say something about uh, zombies, it's like, This is Buster. Immediately. Yeah. 
So what are your first plans? What's your timeline for zombies? Oof. Um, see, that's rough. Because, I mean, we've got a lot of, a lot of moving parts. You right? Know? Like the last thing people usually plot is the timeline. Yeah. But I'm just asking you straight up front because uh, I'm intense. <laughs> uh, we're gonna shoot. I'm putting for your feet to the fire, producer. 2026 release. 2026. Damn. Okay. Well, it better be good. <laughs> I don't know how much more B news we can come up with. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to be realist- realistic here. Okay. All right. So uh, you heard it here first. 2026. Get your ticks. That gives us, what, three summers to shoot? Assuming we have a script by the first summer. Right. So how are we going to get this script written? Are you going to take charge or are you going to send me plot points? Uh, we'll see because, like, uh, if we want to test my metal, mm-hmm. um, I discovered today while cleaning my apartment <laughs> uh, an old Hamtramck Avengers script that mm-hmm. that – went to the wayside for some reason. Um, and I think we should, I think we should just quickly like spit this shit out. Yeah. And we could see if people like my Hamtramck Avengers, maybe, maybe I can help out with the dialogue. I don't know. Like you're, you're the boss of it. So it's like, I'm just like holding my hat here mm-hmm. <laughs> coming to you behind your giant desk and, and and like your Harvey Weinstein ass fucking bed in the side of your office, <laughs> <laughs> and like oh please sir, let, let, let me let let me write on this. But like I don't know, man. What do you think? How do you, should should you should I write or, or should should you write? Should David write? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, I feel like a. Having not directed before, I'd be open to like a collaborative process. Um, I don't know. Maybe when you I haven't know, done anything like, before, like you don't know what's good or not. Yeah. So I'm arguing against a collaborative process and in favor of just like iron heel tyrannical rule, mm-hmm. you know, like stomp, stomp on all of us and just crack that whip (laughs) and like we'll learn as we go yeah and if since you're the boss sharing responsibilities a little too much Mm -hmm. i feel like we'll water down the learning process for you Mm -hmm. and let's be honest this is your first film your Mm -hmm. first foray yeah and maybe you'll hit some of that mark zuckerberg magic Mm -hmm. (laughs) but maybe you'll maybe you'll hit that martin scorsese stride right away but I think I think in order to learn the best, you gotta have less people to blame. Yeah. So it's like you know I'll do what you say, but you gotta tell me to do it. You know what I'm saying? I'm That's your nice. employee. Yeah. Pro bono. Julia is gonna need to get paid if she films anything. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's another thing. Apparently, um, to get a visa here, mm-hmm. it's like a year long process. There's a medical exam. And there's all sorts of shit. At best, you're gonna get two weeks. Unless it's some sort of work visa. Mm. So. I can't afford to pay anybody. <laughs> well, we, 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 I mean, your job as boss is to scrounge up founding. Not from your own coffers, obviously. Mm. You're trying to make money here. Right. 
but we gotta we gotta convince some fucking schlubs. I mean, if we with, can with, convince some schlubs, then yeah. <laughs> well, there we go. You're the captain. <laughs> Tell me how to convince a slub. <laughs> I think this is all covered in Lloyd Kaufman's book, Make Your Own Damn Movie. You got the book! <laughs> Stop looking up the autograph and look at the text. <laughs> it's time you make your own damn movie. Gotta throw some parties and impress some rich people. Let's do it. I can I can impress a rich guy. I'll just be like, yeah. I've 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 been all around the world. <laughs> <laughs> You know, specifically in one place, <laughs> but still, you know, I can I can impress them with tales of of, of uh, international intrigue. Mamitas, mamitas. <laughs> I could pour them a viajero, <laughs> a little ferment in a two liter bottle. Yeah. If we're gonna do a three year plan to make this movie, mm-hmm. like every single plan I've ever come up with is like, look, we're gonna come up with a bunch of practical effects. Film it over a weekend, keep the camera running so we have an hour and a half, and then <laughs> shove it in front of a bunch of hipsters in Ant Hall while we get drunk at Ghostlight. I mean, that was the initial plan, yeah. Yeah, but between me salvaging my relationship and you <laughs> following the tarot, <laughs> we need to do something real here. And uh, that's our 2023 resolution here is we're, we're, we're getting the Ian Dixon film yeah film career launched Mm -hmm. this year whether it be with a completed film obviously not because it's a three-year plan but with some real fucking movement kind of the the first i've been investing in uh audio equipment you have been you have been you've got a full david lynchian soundtrack studio thinking like i'm just gonna do the soundtrack Mm. Before the First film's decision. done, before the script's done. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> just going to do the soundtrack. We're casing it on the soundtrack. All right, let's do it. And you know what? Let's let's it's press, basically a, let's press some vinyls and wow. fucking put it out. And whatever we make from that, we can put back into the movie. Okay, so... You, Assuming anyone... Your funding plan is to <laughs> press vinyl. <laughs> We're going to spend a bunch of money... And then we're going to hope that people are like, yeah, I'll buy that. What is this? And then we'll make a movie. You know, <laughs> you're the boss. That's why, I'm, that's why I don't want to be the boss. No, no, it's why you should be the boss. Because you know what? You know what? This is not, this a, is it's not a good business decision. I mean, you got to crack a few eggs. Eggs are expensive as fuck now. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so is movies. <laughs> I like this, though. I like this era of Scott Cass yeah. and Dixon. I'm just going to do stuff. I'm just going to follow my heart. I'm going to follow the tarot. Follow heart. Follow the tarot. But I'm going to keep on your ass, though. Yeah. Scott Cast is now about, like, me on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm gonna be every every week from now on, Joe, write this down. Every week from now on is me asking Ian, like, how is your production company coming? How is your how is this heart following going? Mm-hmm. You know? You're producing things with your passion and stuff like that. I mean, you're obviously attracted to me as a friend for a reason. Julio is attracted to me as a person for a reason, besides the fact I'm sexy. And that reason is like I don't let anything stop me. Mm-hmm. From like producing a podcast for hundreds of episodes, it's true with a baker's dozen listeners. <laughs> That's true. <up> to now, 
<laughs> we just earned the Baker's Dozen badge. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Uh, <laughs> you don't put up with personality like that unless you, unless you want to get on board. Yeah. You want to get, you want to get involved. You want to like take that as some sort of inspiration. Like if you think that's silly, you, you, you want to involve your time in it. Mm-hmm. You know, and you've involved hundreds and hundreds of hours. That's true. <laughs> but I think zombies is the thing to do. We've put so much thought I've into it. I've invested a lot already into zombies. That's true. We've got we've got we've got sculptures and everything. But I'm just saying, like you're the boss, like you're the one who's saying yay or nay. Mm-hmm. The buck stops with, with the dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I want that in brass. A, like on your wall. Yes, please. <laughs> the buck stops with the dicks. <laughs> For weeks now, I wanted this episode to be called like, you know, puss, parrot pussy. Mm-hmm. But now I kind of want it to be the buck stops with the dicks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's like, that's the thing. Things change when you're, when you undergo creativity. This half of this is for net token. Um, first single from the zombie soundtrack that's fine it's uh the buck stops with the dicks featuring parrot pussy featuring parrot pussy (laughs) wow all right you know if we're going to integrate some of our thoughts in scott cast you know Mm -hmm. i would be honored if like maybe some of the dialogue in zombies involves parrot pussy yeah either casually thrown in or thrown in like we are discussing it tonight and that's the thing is like because we're originating this swear word mm-hmm. like it can go both ways right parrot pussy as an exclamation could be like ah parrot pussy or it could be like dude that's totally parrot pussy <laughs> <laughs> yes dude that's tight as parrot pussy <laughs> Parrot Pussy back in the lead for title. <laughs> See? That's the versatility of Parrot Pussy. Also a good phrase. <laughs> See, I guess you, can't, you really can't beat Parrot Pussy. <laughs> oh, you can. <laughs> but you'll want to beat it again and again. <laughs> oh, I love Parrot Pussy. Another phrase. <laughs> Joe's too numb. <laughs> yeah, Joe's left the building. If Joe, if you're still listening to this, send me a message because we're kindred spirits and we're family. <laughs> and like, that's a big thing for me. <laughs> Most people tune out within my bloodline at this point. You know, I didn't even cover the World Cup. I was there during the yeah. World Cup. Everyone in Argentina was telling me, you're here during history. Mm-hmm. And it's true. It was like I'm on uh, I'm on some of the news organizations feeds on Instagram and stuff like that. And for the past four weeks, it's been nonstop. Like this guy got a tattoo of the World Cup, <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that. And like they're still talking about the World Cup. Like they got plenty of issues to talk about with their like uh, sociological concerns. Mm-hmm. But uh, World Cup is like uh, a big thing. It's like, I mean, I guess if like. It's like winning the Olympics. Yeah. Like the entire thing mm-hmm. is the World Cup. It's like the Super Bowl, but like 
Americans don't understand that about soccer. I think that like everyone else in the world is like really balls deep in soccer. <laughs> they are <laughs> balls deep. They really are. And like, I'm so thankful for Julia as a bodyguard. Mm. We went to the obelisk, which is like uh, ground zero of celebrating the World Cup victory. And we went to the obelisk uh, like maybe the night after. You know, we went around and we we just talked to some people and like um, like every single group of people. She had to diffuse tensions for like stupid shit I said. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the first group of people was, you know, talking about like, um, oh, did you come for the World Cup and stuff like that? And my response was like, oh, yeah, I totally knew Argentina was going to win. That's why I'm here. Like a little too sarcastic. Mm -hmm. And like, and she was just like, she diffused that whole thing. And like, uh, they ended up becoming very, I mean, everyone ended up becoming very friendly. The art of Julia. (laughs) Like the first group of people was kind of funny because like, uh, we got friendly and we got to talking and like this guy started describing his tattoos. And on the side of his neck, it was like uh, the phrase, I amor, like love. He was telling me about like, you know, everything's love. Everything's about love. And mm-hmm. and like, that's why I got this tattoo right here on my neck so everyone could see is because, because of love and stuff like that. Love is the most important thing. And like, that's where I want my soul to emanate from. And I was like, that's fucking sweet, dude. I fucking love that. Mm-hmm. Conf- conversation continues. And like, we start talking about the World Cup and like some of the, for me, my favorite event of the World Cup was like, there was a match where, like, at the end of the match, things got a little scrappy. Mm-hmm. There was some fighting mm-hmm. going on with the Argentinians. And uh, in the press conference afterwards, Messi, who is, I can't believe I haven't said his name yet in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Messi was talking to reporters. I guess at the side, somehow, the other team was there. They were, like, giving him the stink guy. Mm-hmm. And he just looks at them. And he's like, okay, mira, Bobo. Which means, uh, what are you looking at, idiot? <laughs> Clown? Like, goofball? And so this guy was, was like, talking to me about, like, that moment. He was like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get a tattoo of that moment. I love that moment so much. I'm going to be like, bobo," <laughs> And, like, on the other side of his neck. And so, like, I pointed out to him, you know where this is going. I was like, okay. <laughs> so on one side of your neck, <laughs> you're like, love and like that's the most important thing to you and then on the other side of your neck you're like what you looking at idiot <laughs> <laughs> and like everyone like broke out laughing and i was like oh fucking sweet i'm like i'm like in the i'm in the i'm in the crowd and like people can mm. laugh at things i say and you know that was thanks to julia and like um her looking out for me and stuff and the next thing was something that was a little bit more dangerous like we we're closer to the obelisk you know how it goes mm-hmm. soccer hooligans mm-hmm. and like we came come to this like group of soccer hooligans like i don't really know what's being said in spanish between julia and them but like all of a sudden i hear julia be like eminem eminem <laughs> 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 and apparently the story is like like they thought i was english like like great britain oh, okay and, and like she's like no he's from detroit and they're like what, what, like the place where Eminem's from, Eminem. <laughs> and, and then like all of a sudden, like it just switched around for everybody. And they mm. were just like, oh, I love Eminem. Eminem is the fucking best and shit like that. And like, like they had me say some shit like for their Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> it, 
in like this group of so you were the real slim shady for I a minute. Was, I was the I was I was the ambassador for the real slim shady, <laughs> <laughs> and I was proud. Honestly, I was like I was excited about that. I was like these 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 cats are cool. If they like Eminem, I like Eminem. So. <laughs> So that was that was that was pretty sweet. And so like that's that's my World Cup stories right there. <laughs> like and like after that night it became like too much. And like we tried to go to the festivities again. Julia had on like a bulletproof vest and shit. And, <laughs> and like we were gonna go, but like we caught up we we decided to walk for some reason and, and it was a long walk and like we came across like a police officer and that police officer was like, Don't go shit's going down we're sending like swat teams in and stuff like that and like things are getting rowdy mm. and it's because people have been drinking via heroes all night yeah that'll do it um yeah, we're barely through halfway, these halfway maybe yeah we're like a little more than halfway but like we're toasty we're doing good this this fernet hits the spot so that's i think that should conclude most of the things i wanted to say about uh argentina i love julia mm-hmm. uh mundial mamitas uh, and parrot pussy. All right, yeah. <laughs> That's what a trip to Argentina gets you. <laughs> if you wanted the short and all of it, if you wanted the index card version <laughs> of a trip. All right, what did we learn today? <laughs> We're at the end of our frenets. <laughs> well, uh, a lot apparently, of I'm I'm the fucking boss talk. Zombies master now. You're you're the head of zombies now, and I'm gonna be. I'll remind you of it later. I guess I I didn't realize the point at which I gave up control of zombies. Well, when I was the one telling everybody what to do is when you gave it up. (laughs) But I'm gonna stop doing that. And you set a date, and it's up to you now. Okay, I'm up to your disposal, but you gotta tell me what to do. Yeah. So that's the big change. Like I was struggling around being like. I gotta tell Ian to make some props. I gotta make a script. I don't know what to do. Uh, mm. I got other things. That's over. Yeah. Your 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 head honcho. Your big you, balls. You make it seem like I've gained some power, but it's just like you're responsible now. <laughs> you gain power because you can tell me what to do, and because of that, it's Ian Dixon zombies. So hey Scott, we need like ten people that'll work for free. <laughs> Look, by I'll, next week, <laughs> I'll figure it out, dude. I might fail, but look, if you tell me that and you give me a number and you give me a time, give me a little smart goal, <laughs> specific, measurable, actionable, and other shit, <laughs> I'll do it. It's up to you to give me that. Okay. And like organize it with the ultimate goal of having this movie done by the time you said it would be done. I see. I'm actually excited about it. I want to be your lackey. Mm-hmm. I need to be your lackey. This is what we need for zombies to happen. And zombies not only is the core of your film career, mm-hmm. but my relationship with Julia. So you better not fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a boss ahead of your bossiness. <laughs> Being like, I got one goal. Don't embarrass me in front of Julia. <laughs> Goddamn. I'm like the least bossy person. Well, you're about to learn. I guess. You're going to learn today. See, I don't even think I can, like, set a task necessarily right now. Too bad. We got a deadline. Yeah. Besides that. The soundtrack's going to be banging. 
<laughs> right? You better pre-order the vinyl so, now for $40. So far we've got <laughs> the buck stops with the dicks featuring parrot pussy. <laughs> and then the second track is you're going to forget about psychology or whatever the fuck you do. <laughs> Honestly, I'm buying this soundtrack already like as a consumer. <laughs> Let's get it. All right. What do you say here? Lead us out here, boy. All right. Thanks from us here at the Super Colorful Original Telecommunicated Transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. We bid thee adieu. Uh, see you later, Scottcastigators. All hail Scottcast. Glory be to Scottcast. Hey, uh, I love Scottcast. Oh my god. La concha de la lora. <laughs> Parrot pussy. <laughs>